I am so glad I have this platform. I can express myself. I can talk. So, on the still on the topic of being doubted and nobody believing in you. I remember when I was 20 years old. You know, you're, you just finished high school. You went. You did a course, a computer course. Um, I went to a nice college. Luckily, my family afforded me that opportunity. They were able to pay for me a nice college. I got a diploma. But then you're wondering what next because something probably some people don't know is that in African countries, most of them, there are a lot of educated young people. So you having a degree is not really all that, you know. So after the degree now is to look for a job, which if you get, luckily, they start with the minimum wage. So you might have the title of an engineer, but you get like the lowest pay you could think, and you grow from there. So I have these big dreams. Um, I just finished school. We live in this hmm, this small room. It was a room. It was in a flat, right, of apartments. And my father used to manage. I will be right back. Okay, so we used to live in an, um, a flat. It's like an apartment building for those who are not familiar. And usually these apartment buildings have a, a caretaker of the building. This is the person you go to in case something wrong with your lights, your sink, something. It's the person who can connect you to the, who communicates to the landlord about your issues. Is the same person who needs to make sure everybody pays their rent. So usually there's this small house, small room meant for the caretaker, of which most of the times they don't pay rent. They just, uh, they might pay a little bit, but mostly they don't. So in our case, whenever I used to pay rent, because my father was the caretaker of this place, and the house, not a house, the room was this tiny room under the step because it was a tree how many about three floors i think a tiny room under the step for a family of four because we're five in my family but my brother was not living with us and so i just finished college and i just came from high school i went to very good schools so you meet people from all walks of life and that is when you start to realize that you're poor <laughs> you were not aware of this fact because for my case my parents had us my parents always made sure we were happy with the little bit we had my father is very jovial so i just thought you know we're going through just a little bit of hard times but we will get through it. And it's when we start living there that I realize we are not doing well. When I see the people in my school, in my college, and where they come from and what they have, it wasn't easy. So I am struggling and I want to make it. I want to get a job. I want to get my parents out of this. I need to change this. I need to change this narrative, right? But remember, I'm just a shy 20-year-old girl. 
So my father sees this scholarship for um, away. I won't mention the country to do a degree, and he was like, "Apply, it's free. Apply." But at that point, I'm telling him, "Listen, um, these things are only for these things have their people, eh? In Africa, is who you know." So I keep telling him, "Listen, um, they already chose their people. They just they're just required by law to publish this in the papers. Applying is a waste of time." And this man, who I will keep talking about, my father, his faith is, it can move mountains for real. Because he says, no, apply. You are one of those people. I say, well, fine. I mean, not costing me anything. So I apply for the scholarship. And I forget about it. And two months later, I get a call. I thought it was a prank. And I go for the interview in the Ministry of Education and blah, blah, blah. I get the scholarship. And it's amazing. And I know this is the beginning of a new life. And I start planning for my father. Listen, I'll buy you this. I'll buy you a house. I'll buy you a car. All that. But anyway, the whole reason I decided to tell this story is the part coming up next. Uh, we had a lot of friends, my friends, my parents' friends, and they were at that time taking their children away, um, sending them abroad for a better life. But for you to even do that, you need to have money, money that we did not have. It wasn't much, but we did not have. So you would send your daughter maybe to work as a, as a babysitter, and maybe they get, um, they get married or they get a good job and... You know, they start sending you money and, and lifting up your family, of which I had seen many families prosper that way. So most of them, one close um, frenemy to my mother, because that was not a friend, a frenemy of my mother's, uh, who had happened to send a few people abroad, part of her family too, nieces, cousins, etc, etc and used to show off and did not think that we could ever do it heard the news that I was going away to study and this friend of me, I swear she almost got a heart attack <laughs> and I remember watching her face she could not even fix her face you know <laughs> she could not even pretend and hide the jealousy and the envy written all over her face because she would have never thought that we could afford that you know that we could make it and so i remember when she was told the news at first she was angry and and then because she had sent a few people abroad she was aware of how much it costs. A flight ticket would cost, which was a lot of money. And so when she remembered that fact, I guess she found consolation in that, knowing that there's no way we will get that money to buy a ticket. Because the government was not paying the ticket. The government was just going to give you a stipend. 
And so I remember sitting right next to this woman. I will never forget. These are the people who, has, who have shaped me into who I am today. These are the people who every time that I am about to give up, I remember them. I remember their words. I remember the expressions. And I say, no, I cannot give them that satisfaction. I have, I have to make it. Yes, so as I was saying, I realized that these people, that every time I go to give up or even despair, I remember them and I thank them. I want to thank the naysayers, I want to thank the haters, I want to thank everybody who doubted me because they gave me that fuel to keep going and to stay harder. So... Where was I? When this woman realizes that um, the ticket is so much money, I remember her sitting and laughing in my face. Laughing in my face. (laughs) Hey, this frenemy, watch me and say, if we struggle to raise half of what you're required to raise, you think you will get that money? And she laughs and high-fived her son and I'll never forget that I can show you where everybody was sitting I remember that setting very well and so that made me feel bad because I too was just hoping we had planned a fundraiser so I was just hoping that we get the money and I felt very very bad anyway So times go on, I have like two months to get ready to pay my ticket, to to do my shopping and everything. We have a fundraiser, we do not get any money from the fundraiser. (laughs) By the way, listen, it's the people you least expect that will help you, that will come to your rescue. Because we called our friends, family family friends everybody who we knew was financially able and those who were not i have to apologize for this short interrupted segment i am at work but i just felt the need to to talk about this today so we call all our friends our good good friends they come, but people do not contribute. Most of them did not come. So we raised not even a tenth of how much we were supposed to get. So we say it's okay. My father tells me, um, we'll use that money for shopping. What about the tickets? I say, well, we'll see. And my uncle comes to the rescue. This I'll be talking about my uncle a lot. He has shaped my life in so many ways. And this man just comes and pays everything. Like all that money pays the tickets and that was it, you know. So I finally have the ticket. I know this is the beginning of a new life. I am going to conquer the world. I am going to make changes in this place. They will know my name. (laughs) What? So... Anyway, still on this naysayer, finally pay my tickets. I decided I wouldn't tell anybody. And I never told nobody. Nobody knew about it. 
until day before I left, the day before my flight, I went shopping, last minute shopping, and on my way home, I decided to tell a few friends, and my mother told the naysayer, and this woman could not believe what she was hearing, and it's like she got sick, the envy, the jealousy, everything overcame her. And I remember we usually, you know, in Africa, we'll do a little, well, I talk about Africa because that is my experience, but I'm not saying these things are not done in other places, right? So we do this little um, going away party and she doesn't want to come to the party and she's pretending to be sick or maybe she was really sick. She could not believe that we did it. And... Yeah, so I left, but then after I leave, the jealousy overcomes this friend of me, and she went and she went to stress out my mother and tell her all sorts of negative things about me and insult her. I wasn't there to witness it, but I was told about it. Years later, though, I was told about it. And there's some words that she told my mother that I will never forget. And I just keep remembering these things. And I know one day when I make it, I will address this issue <laughs> or not. And she told my mother, why did you send her there? She's so slow and quiet and she won't make it there. She's not the type, she's not a go-getter. She's just shy. She doesn't know how to fight for her goals. Why would you send her there? Now, I am translating, right? But when said in my language, it's an insult. She basically insulted me. And she said, I am like, I'm not worthy to be sent abroad anyway yes so that is one of my naysayers and doubter that I am in the process of proving wrong and I pray to the almighty that he will give me that chance to prove them wrong all of them and my dream is actually for people to watch me to look at me and, and wonder how did she do it you know, and I want to give all the glory to my father. Well, my father in heaven. <laughs> all the glory and honor is to him. So, do you have a naysayer? Do you have somebody in your life who told you, who doubted you, who told you those negative and hurtful things that drive you to this day? That to this day, even when you think of giving up, you remember them and you say, nope. I cannot, cannot give them that satisfaction. Do you have these people in your life?